What's up, guys? This is Bobby and Tommy, and we are bringing to you another episode of Dynasty Logics. What's up, Tommy? What's going on, Bobby? We're here again to talk about random rookies that we like. Yes, we are. That you know that half these guys are going to be drafted. Today we're going to talk about wide receivers. Right? We're going we're going to talk about this deep wide receiver. If you love slot receivers, you love speedy little guys. This This is your draft. There's a bunch of these guys in there, but there's a lot. So, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, a couple of the top tier guys, but, you know, we're going to drop a lot of deeper names on you. Guys, you remember, half these guys might not get drafted, but they might, you know, and that's that's the key in Dynasty. Like, the key is, like, everyone knows the top names, but those, you know, smaller or in-between guys, like, those are the guys who might slide into a spot. You know, you could get lucky and get a bargain on the back end with somebody. So, um. You know, we're gonna, so me, we'll get gonna it be off the number one guy on everyone's board. What I was gonna say is this gonna be another funk in marbles type of a show where we just instead of talking running backs, we're talking wide receivers, and we're gonna be talking about uh in this case, we're not gonna be talking about the chalk up front. Um, you know, to me, this episode, um there's a lot of wide receivers that I don't wanna really dive in on too deep. You know, I'm doing kind of base research right now, and I'm waiting to see where they land in the actual draft before I start prioritizing. Uh, I don't want to base it off of quote-unquote sheer talent because it's a lot of talented wide receivers here, and then there's a lot of uh, – I'm not completely sold on this whole class, but I know that there's solid players up top. I found some gems later on, but I don't know if they're going to be later on. Be well, and that's that's round six like, you, you don't know, but you know what? It's worth looking at those guys, and like obviously, that's the difference between me and you because I look at like physical talent abilities, I'm looking at like that stuff because that could that could help you, you know, get in a situation or overcome something. And, and honestly, like these are names, like I said, I mean, I'm gonna drop some you know, deeper names on people. I guarantee you half these guys might not be drafted. But even undrafted guys make a roster, make a name for themselves, injuries. You know, you just never know. You just keep on a radar of those guys and, you know, back into your draft or somebody you want to take a shot on. I mean, there's guys in every position we always take a shot on. I mean, I, I'm loaded at wide receiver in almost all my leagues, and every year I take at least one wide receiver. If that's in the fourth round or it's in the last round, like, I'm just going to take one. I'm going to take a shot somewhere because – you know, that's how you get lucky. That's how you build up stuff. Um, and that's how you find value. You know, you can find value on some of these, you know, smaller school guys or unknown guys or even guys who have physical traits and maybe some character issues. But, you know, everyone knows the top guys, right? Everyone, everyone, you know, you can listen to anybody talk about, you know, Chase, right? We all agree, right? Chase the number one guy, solid, block solid. He's probably my next safest guy on the board after Lawrence Fields pits and it's Chase. I feel comfortable absolutely with that. Um after that, you know, a lot of people have similar guys up top 
the number two guy is a little bit different. You know, some people like Smith's more Waddle. You know, we like Bateman. You know, that's fine. He came in a little bit lighter. Okay, that's fine. Coming from a program where they produce some wide receivers and, you know, he's a solid, you know, bigger guy. But we're not going to, you know, dig too deep in that. I mean, he's, you know, Chase, Bateman, everyone knows. Um, Smith, Smith's the wild card. Yeah, could he be Tyreek Hill? Yeah. I'm not a fan because I think he's a huge risk on the on the backside. And then, you know, then you got, you know, you got Waddle, who, same situation, smaller guy in the right system, yeah. But, again, not a guy I'm hugely high on because I think the value is too high on the risk reward. And you got Ron Moore, speed kid, tough little runner. Great. Again, there's deeper value. Um, and after that, then we get into two guys that we do like, which would be um, Marshall, right? We both agree we like we like Marshall, right? We like Terrence Marshall, LSU. Right? We absolutely we like do. Two, we like two LSU guys. Hilarious. <laughs> um, I'm also a fan of the other more Elijah Moore uh, as well. Um, Elijah Moore is one of those guys where I'm not going to we're not going to spend too much time on uh, on some of these these top end guys. Uh, but Moore was a, a guy that kind of stuck out to me in terms of, you know, his shiftiness, uh, what he do with the, to me, I, I've got him more down as a, as a playmaker, uh, than anything else. You know, he's, he's the type of guy that I want. He, he's your the guy. ball. He's your guy, right? He's your kind of guy. When you talk about you're looking at situation for uh, a wide receiver followed, that's mm-hmm. why you like a guy like that. I'm looking at a guy. I'm more looking at alphas or guys who, I'm looking at guys who can fit on any team and make a. You're looking at a guy who I agree in the right situation, absolutely. But at this time, you know we're just you know. Listen, I'm not. I'm not not looking at at you know you you still want to find your home run home run hitters if if they're going to be you know solid guys, but I also like to make sure that I'm covered if I don't have. Um, if I happen to miss on, um, miss on a couple of the guys at the top, or if I'm making a play at a different position, whether it's quarterback, especially in this class, if I'm making a play at quarterback or, uh, running back, or maybe even tight end, if, if I'm lucky enough to get a guy like Pitts, you know, I want to see later on what, what kind of value can I find, uh, in, value to me kind of shows up in situational situational plays and Elijah Moore in the right situation, I think is going to be uh, pretty valuable, but his floor is a special teamer. Um, get some on the team, get some on a roster. It, exactly. It's going to get them on a roster. Get them, get them on a roster. And, and to your point, I think there's value in every round. Like I think this is, you could, there's a wide receiver in every round, right? Cause you can see that we both agree. Chase, and probably Bateman go in the first round of rookie draft, right? You might get lucky. I, I think we have Marshall a little bit higher than a bunch of people. Marshall might slide to the top of the second round, maybe. Um, but then, you know, guys in the third round, you know, second round, you can, you can get a receiver in every round. And, you know, now, when you're go. talking rounds right now, let's, because oh. we are talking right before the draft, we're talking in our own dynasty drafts, correct? We're not talking well, the well, actual draft. 
No, so yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk dynasty in general. And when we talk dynasty, it's it's usually in reference to leagues that we play in, but you can use it in other formats. We play in two quarterbacks required, two tight ends required, right? You can translate that to super flex and and tight end premium. It's similar. I mean, we get a bonus for points on tight end, so it is a little premium. It's a ten team league, sixty man rosters, so there's not a lot out there. Um, four wide receivers. So you need wide receivers. I mean, four wide receivers, that's 40 right there across the board. But any league, mm-hmm. any league, and, and Bobby's known this for years with me, four starting receivers for me, I, I, I want six. And I've had six for years where people are like, I've had six like the top 30. We'll trade them. They always get hurt. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm good unless you're getting huge value, and they last for years. So they're worth taking at least one every year, even if you don't like them. And, and honestly, like, we're going to get into like, the guys that we like. And I'm an archetype guy. I like a bigger receiver. Right? I'm a big six, six foot, 200 pound plus guy. Like that's my archetype. That's, that's my safe floor. That's the way I've drafted. And it's worked out for me. Right. Bobby's Bobby's a little bit different. He likes the smaller guys, a little bit quicker, likes the big guys, but I actually found a couple of smaller guys who I do like because I'm not just pigeonhole where I don't look at them at all. There are definitely some of these and as many as there are in this class, you, you, you're going to have to take, you know, at least one of these, you know, smaller guys because they can make a difference in a game. Like you said, in more, same thing. Like these guys can be different makers in the right system. Um, so I mean, to your point, yeah. that knowing that uh, for years I've looked at smaller guys, um, you know, it's one of those things where I've looked. I'm I'm trying to expand on my team diversity in terms of guys that I'm looking at. I mean, granted, you should have a diverse diverse roster to a certain degree anyway. Uh, so that way you can try to manufacture points in a bunch of different categories. Um, but, you know, when you have four wide receivers of the same archetype and they're all top 20 wide receivers, well, then you're doing something right. And to that point, if I don't have any of them, well, I need to look elsewhere and start to start to. Uh, so, so you're right. Change, change that roster. This is not. This is not the draft for me. I mean, it is. I mean, there's guys I like who are bigger in there. And honestly, like we're going to talk about rookies in literally one minute. But why? I mean, safer floor for the wide receivers I like is because even if they're not as athletic a game, like Mike Evans is a perfect example. Like Mike Evans is a really good receiver. But, like, look at this year, right? The guy plays a couple of games where he catches, like, under, like, 10 yards. He gets, like, two touchdowns. Like, he always gets you a touchdown. Like, in a bad game, like, he gets a garbage touchdown. Like, smaller guys, quicker guys, system guys, like, they don't have that floor to be like, okay, well, I can at least be a red zone threat. Like, I'm a bigger guy out there. I can dominate. I can dominate that way. And, honestly, I miss out on the home run hitters. But I think they're more of a gamble. And percentages show that. But. You got to take them. I mean, absolutely. I mean, they're franchise changes. I mean, you know, look at, you know, a guy like Tyreek Hill, for example, right? There's not many, but, you know, you, if you have a Tyreek Hill, you, you're laughing right now. If you had Deshaun Jackson back in the day, you were laughing because, like, guy stepped on the field and gave you 200 points, and you're like, ha-ha, perfect, right? And that, you know, so so let's talk about this. Let me ask you, what do you like about Terrence Marshall? What do I like about Terrence what do you like Marshall? About, yeah, what do you like about Terrence Marshall? I was going to say, well, what do you like about Terrence Marshall? Because right before you went into, you were just talking about Tyreek Hill. You know, one of the things that I did right before this episode was I wanted to look at two 
quote-unquote archetypes, my archetype being more of a Tyree Kill 5'10 guy. So he, last year, 87 receptions, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, right? Yep. DK Metcalf, 6'3", 229, more of a your build. Uh, oh, we'll get to a guy like that know, soon. <laughs> they're, they're, neither one of them are actually on our teams, though. Um. Yeah, that wasn't because I didn't like the talent. It, it's honestly with situation and how my dynasty rosters are built. And I had six top 25 receivers on my roster. I mean, I had injuries, so it hurt. But I didn't – there wasn't value for me. I mean, I could have taken them, but the value, you know, in the last couple of years for me has been elsewhere. It's helped me stay on top. And that's why I don't trade, you know, some of those top receivers. Like like Kenny Galladay sitting on my bench and people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, bye week, why? watch and then i've needed him and he's helped me win and trading him away for something random and that's the thing you find value when everyone goes one way and small receivers great maybe you can get a couple of these you know bigger guys who might hit or the opposite these later you know later round guys that we're going to talk about and and that's what it is in this class to me has a wide receiver in every round of your rookie draft that you can take and have a chance to produce right and 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 marshall is one of them i feel like marshall's could crack the first round Definitely second round, he, he's gone. Um, and probably you can say that for uh, for your next guy, right? Um, so That would be your boy Wallace. Uh, I love how you forgot who your guy was, Wallace. Well, so hmm. the, it's, it's as if we don't have clear-cut rankings, unless you did, and then during the, the, the before show notes, I, I didn't write it down correctly. We both have... Marshall in our top 10, right? And we both have Wallace in our top 10, right? Yes. Okay. All right. And Wallace, you like Wallace a little bit more than me. Why? I'm listening. So Wallace out of Oklahoma State, to me, there were a couple of um, a couple of big factors that he had last year. 92, uh, 92 targets, 59 receptions, uh, 922 yards. Um, so yards after yards after contact, um, 130. So I thought he was shifty. Um, one, one of the things that I really enjoyed looking at was how many contest targets he had. Um, but more so contested catches. So to me, what I was looking at was how many times could he go up and catch the ball went up 13 times. Um, and again, I'm not trying to jam a bunch of stats down your throat. I wanted to give you to put it into perspective. Uh, if you were looking at the kid for the very first time, he he's somebody that I think you should be looking at a little bit closer. Uh, he's you no, know, he'll be 22 coming out of the draft. Um, biggest stat line that I saw that was most intriguing was that he averaged 100 yards a game since the start of 2018. He's got the speed. And he consistently produced on field, you know. So that to me was why somebody like Wallace was jumping off the page for me. And I agree. Then he's I look he, he's, he's he's in my top ten because he's on that cusp. He's you know what, what is he five eleven one ninety something. Um, yeah, I like him. So he, he's you know? he's six foot one ninety. So well, they stretched him out a little uh, bit. 
Let's try. <laughs> that's, that's fine. You know what? It's and, the cleats. And, and you're right. He's wearing two inch cleats that day. Yeah, you're right. And, and he and he has those things, and he and he has some quickness. Um, I, I I think I think one thing I see in him a lot is he has kind of one speed. Like he just goes, and it, he almost reminds me of a Brandon Cooks, right? And I like Cooks, but Cooks is a guy who I'm going down the I'm going down the field usually at this speed, right? And those those guys. Those guys pan out in teams. Um, and that's why I have him in the top 10, because he has all those abilities. And if he can get a little bit of change of speed and some cuts, like I think this kid's dangerous. Like if he can learn that a little bit, yeah, absolutely could be dangerous. And, and he's, you know, he's not too small. Put on a little weight, you know, would be helpful. But yeah, upside. He's, he's got the frame to take on a couple of yeah. pounds, but he's not going to take on too much. Yeah. Uh, but he's, ver- thing- he's versatile. He's, he's a versatile guy. He, uh, I did for what I did see of cuts, um, and, um, field awareness, you know, when he's dropping down those toes, you know, it's something that they obviously coach, but he coach, you know, uh, in the corner of, of the end zone, he, he was really good with just making sure at least one of those feet were coming down. And for the most part, both of them were coming down. So those were things that were jumping out to me. And that's why, uh, Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State, really one of my first guys that I'm probably going after. Why? Why? Why would you like? I mean, this this guy was nutty in, in 2018. He was probably the second best college receiver, right behind Judy, right? Did I think he finished mm-hmm. second in the Blitnikoff Award in uh, 18? So I mean, the kid produces absolutely. He's he's a guy who I think is going to be a great value, uh, like absolutely a great value that you probably could get in a little, you know third round depending on where he goes he might go higher might go um to a i bad could team. see him in the back team. end of the, the the second round i mean yeah a- absolutely you know you just you just hope it doesn't it's not to baltimore and and you know you're all right with that one um so yeah no i agree i i mean i i like him um he's, he's on that cusp of you know i definitely a guy i think who could who who could come out of nowhere and have a successful season and I and I wouldn't be like, man, I never saw this kid coming. Like, where was he? Like he has those abilities. Um and, and you're right, in the perfect system, you know, I think in you know I think good, in most systems he's gonna a, do well. A good percentage, yeah. Yeah. I mean and a lot of these guys we're gonna talk about are, are gonna be are gonna be like that. I mean and a guy I'm gonna talk we're gonna talk about who is gonna be my rare smaller guy is a guy that honestly you just you just watch him and you're like man this eskins eskin ridge right this wow dwayne eskridge oh. of uh western michigan oh dwayne e, like, but he doesn't play like that like he just you just watch him play and there's a couple of guys that we're going to talk about that are very similar to him and these are the kind of smaller guys i kind of like is they're they're really tough like there are some of these guys are like badasses. Like they try to play a little bit bigger than their size, and sometimes that works, and sometimes they get tossed around like ragdolls. But th- this kid has that potential wow factor, right? He has that. You know, he's a guy. You know, you can you can use in different ways. Um, and I, and I think you know, a small school guy, something to prove. Um, he was a kid who just jumped out of me. I was like, wow, this this kid looks like he could be, you know. A, a difference maker on an NFL team. Um, 
what do you what do you what do you see? I mean, I'm sure you well, see the numbers are, are, are impressive. The the numbers agree with your eye test. I'll tell you that. So, uh, from what I saw, uh, where I was looking at them, uh, Eskridge was the the type of guy um, who, you know, if if Elijah Moore's not available, uh, I, I may, you know, grab a share of uh, of Eskridge. Uh, is Eskridge again, is Eskridge faster in his forty time? I mean, this kid's a former track star in high school. I mean, what was it? Uh, I'm looking for his forty, and I don't actually have, have that available. I'm a, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't need it. Former track star, seen it on tape. Eee, this isn't what I want to see. He had uh, a five-two <laughs> forty. So, um, still, I still like him. Uh, but he says he can. You know, there's a, there was a, there was a, uh, a fucking column on. Uh, USA Today on the draft wire where he's, he's saying he can do a 4-2. Um, you know, I'm seeing different reports of a 4-3 and a 4-9 as well. So, um, listen, uh, listen, I'm going to tell you this. This is another guy who we guarantee makes a roster for one reason. Right? This kid, as much as the NFL doesn't use it a lot, this kid's return skills are, are great. Like, he's going to get on a roster for that. He has dangerous kick return skills. And honestly, I'm going to tell you what I think you're going to laugh. This is probably what I think around his floor could be. And that's probably like a Jacoby Ford. Right? Like, okay. I, 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 if he's better than that, great. But I think that's almost like his niche. Uh, I, I think he has a lot of potential to be better than that. But as a returner and as a similar kind of guy, I think he has at least that floor to get on the field and maybe learn some more wide receiver stuff, learn how to get a little quicker. Um, and that's the key to a lot of guys that, you know, I like that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have listened to, you know, in the running backs, you know, guys like Bunk, special teams guys, right? If I'm taking dart throws, maybe I can take a guy who can at least get on the roster and they're keeping him so he can show stuff a little bit more and they'll teach him and he can learn. You know, sometimes it's better than just taking the random upside guy who's, they took in the seventh round who gets, you know, cut in July. Uh, so, you know, yeah, you know, that's the thing we like about him. Like the kids. Dynamic the kids shifty me. enough that when, when I see you know, dynamics, a great, uh, a great uh, word to use. Uh, when I see almost 500 yards after catch, uh, that tells me that he's going to jump around and move. So, uh, but it, he almost had uh 200 yards after contact as well. So he was a little more difficult to, to put down that his size would uh would show. So yes, I mean it was a small school, but yeah, his numbers are just like you know twenty one point eight yards per catch over seventy four catches. I mean, like I said, he was a high school sprint and long jump champion. I'm like, so you can see, you know what? So now you can start to see that kind of like you know that archetype of where all right, this kid's going to get on a team because he's got special team skills. You know, if he could develop a little bit more as a wide receiver. Absolutely. You know, yeah, he's definitely a guy I'm looking at for value, you know, in the mid to later rounds. If, if he doesn't go before then, you know, um, he's he's similar to a, a lot of guys who are his size. But there's something about this kid, even even a small school guy. Um, there's just, you know, there's something about him. There's a couple of small school guys that, you know, that we kind of like. Um, who's your ne- who's your next guy? 
you know, if I'm looking at name and school first, before I look at anything else, what's going to jump out at me? And when you're an Egyptian god, right? <laughs> Osiris Mitchell is the guy that I'm going to be looking at next. Uh, kid out of Mississippi State, 6'5", 210 pounds. Um, what I will tell you is that anytime he was anywhere near a ball, it was going in his hands. What I looked at primarily was more uh, more tape than anything else. I wasn't really looking for 40 times or uh, when I'm looking at this this side of the class, this kind of back end of the class, I want to see can you make a play. Um, he, he only had 50 receptions last year, 505 yards. But the yards after the catch were 227. So that's what intrigued me more than anything. So you can hit him in the end zone. He can run around. Um, he, he can go up for the contested ball. Now these in, in a short sample size, um, you know, his, his a dot, you know, you'll hear, hear the average depth of target um, was about eight yards. So he, when he was getting the ball, he was turning it into a first down. Just make that play, uh, you know, make it a couple yards after the play. That's what intrigued me the most. Uh, and if you have, like I said, an Egyptian godlike name, I'm ready to fucking at least peel back the onion a little bit more and see what I'm looking at. And and the kid was good. Now, from what he did get on, you know, on the field, and he actually played really well against LSU. So that was one of the things that really jumped out at me. Um, especially if the SEC is the uh, the, the amateur league, league. The bar, NFL, the bar, the bar, the bar, the bar for that. Yeah, you can use a bar. And again, he he's a guy like I didn't dig too deep into because, I mean, honestly, I went through so many. I mean, I went through all these receivers, but I had to limit my number. But again, yeah, he's a guy that absolutely like big guy, could be a red zone guy, absolutely upside. Um, and honestly, if you Think about this: Alpha wide receivers in the, in the NFL are, you know, always above six feet, right? So he's got that kind of frame that could be that, um, you know. And again, a lot of these guys, you know, especially the bigger guys, I feel like don't have great numbers, but you have to, you know, extrapolate some of that, right? Some of that stuff you have to see. Like the next guy we're going to talk about, which is my guy T.J. Vasher, right? T.J. Vasher. God, you wish his numbers would just be through the roof. But for Texas Tech, this kid made highlight catch of the highlight catch after snatch out of the sky at 6'6". Six, six, and if you look at those, six, six, five, he says he's 6'6". Six, six. I'm taking a guy like that. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, the kid's a little thin with the 210 or something, too. He's a little he's thin. 215. He's 215. Again, snatch red zone guy. Um, he, he's, he's a long strider, so he's a bigger guy, but he can catch in traffic because he can reach up and over people like is it, is it, his route running needs work? Like his brakes need work. Like, but this is a guy, again, I think teams would take him and keep him on the field because he's a deep threat guy. He can go down he can jump over people, you know, sideline routes, throw it high. He goes up and gets it. And the kid snatches balls out of the sky. Is he consistent? No. But he's improved this year. I saw improvement from last year when he had some off the field issues. 
But from what I can tell, and I'm pull, again, there's another guy I'm pulling for, and from what I can tell, what I read, I mean, the kid, you know, he's a, he's a newer father, so maybe that's helped him, you know, stop being a clown. His workout ethics got to work a little bit more on, but the physical talents, like, it's funny, I, I read so much stuff in this kid, and uh, and I, I read this somewhere, and I 100% agree with it, it popped in my head, like, this kid in a video game would be awesome. Like, you couldn't stop, you just throw this mm-hmm. six monster over there, just throw it on, go ahead. Like, and I'm like, he's a guy, if he had a little more weight, right, I'll comp him to... You know, a similar guy I see in Chenault. I mean, I thought Chenault was a little bit, obviously, better all-around polish, but similar with Chenault, 6'5". This guy's a big guy, right? If that all goes right, this is a guy that, you know, if he mentally gets everything together and listens, wow. The catches, and you've seen him, right? You've seen these catches where you just snatch so, stuff. Well, guess who was throwing him the ball, Tom? Oh, who was that? My be? boy, Mond. It was Mond, right? It was my buddy Mond. So, right. so yes, I did. I I was uh, while I was doing some some digging on uh, on Mond. Fashion was the guy who was who's jumping out to me. Uh, he did have a four five uh, forty. So um, for his size and stride, he could move. He was really good at at like finding the ball and going after it. Um, and that to me, you know, you can. You can teach up um, and coach up a lot of things, but natural ability is what you can't. And he had the natural ability to go find the ball. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, you know, I I could lie and tell you his ceilings, Odell Beckham, which I guess it could be. But this kid's issues is, is he going to listen? Is he going to work hard? You know, is he motivated? Like that's the things that, that I've seen, right? Motivation, where is that? If if all these things click, absolutely. I mean, this kid put on weight, forget it. Like, and again, upside play, right? And also depends on where he goes. Like, if he went to the Patriots, I don't want him. They don't develop wide receivers. I don't. I don't want. I don't. I don't want a guy like that to go there. But somewhere who would develop him and possibly play him. Um, I'll tell you, a team I'd like him to go to would be like Arizona. As they're like deep threat guy, like they're mm-hmm. bigger guy, right? Just a guy they can instead of the tight end, they throw to this guy. Stand, he could just stand there in the corner, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and, and you know, those are the kind of you know guys that I like a little bit later on who are bigger red zone targets. And he's he's as tall as you're gonna get right here at six six. That's as tall as you want. <laughs> um, a hundred percent. I mean, there's there's not many more bigger than him uh quite frankly so where where to next i mean I'm gonna, so, I do. So, so since you said that i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you my other big guy right and this guy's this guy's big in a different reason right and you mentioned a guy who had the same physical kind of size right and that's jalen camp out of georgia tech right this kid 6 220 225 right thick kid Alpha build, right? And that's what I'm looking for, right? I'm looking for this kind of guy who's a big body, bigger receiver, who can make plays. And Georgia Tech has, you know, produced some of those, you know, wide receivers that have been out there, right? And I, I watch this kid and, and I look at him and I'm like, man, he's, he can just box out. Again, you know, we're talking about a lot of guys who obviously have to learn things. Like they have to get things and hope everything clicks for them. 
And that's why we're talking about them a little later, right? These are guys you can get a little bit later on at, at maybe a cheaper value and maybe take two of them. But this is a guy that I like in the archetype of player because, I mean, 6'2", I mean, who was 6'2", 220-something? Who was that? DK? What was DK? How big was he? Uh, DK was 6'3", 220. 6'3", 220, right? So this kid's, you know, not he's not DK Jackson. I'm not going to lie and tell you he's DK. He, he, he's not. Um, but, th- you know, this kid's a, a, a big receiver, who again, I think can make it. I think he can make a team. I think he can play, you know, X receiver on a really good team. He can move around the formations. You know, he's a nightmare for smaller DBs on 50 50 balls because he's got size and he's thicker, so he can box people out, right? He's got long speed, right? So he's, you know, you know, Mike Evans kind of guy. He's got, you know, some good quickness, good body control, you know, but he's got strength, right? I mean, he technically set the non official bench record at the combine because there's no combine, but at his pro day, he did 30, 30 at 225, right? The, the, the record at the combine was 27, right? So that shows you the physical fight in this kid and the sheer, like almost like Bronkowski size, the how physically Metcalf size, right? Again, same kind of thing. Like you can see that upside a little bit and he's a name that a lot of people don't talk about. You don't hear him a lot. Again, Georgia Tech, right? So you got to extrapolate some of the stuff of where these guys play. But they, you know, they're still talented. Um, you know, I mean, this it's one of the, I was looking, digging more and more to find out why this kid, you know, isn't more mentioned. I was trying to find more negatives on him, right? I mean, so one thing I will say, and to your point, before we go into any sort of negatives, you know, uh, when we're talking about players like this it's inevitable that we're going to um, whether it's negative or positive about the guy uh, when you're this far back in the draft, you're going to probably find more negatives or more raw talent. And I think it doesn't necessarily have negatives. I think, you know, 2020 as a collective uh, for collegiate football was just a disaster. Uh Different schools were going out at different times, and you know Georgia, Georgia Tech was affected by it, as just like any other team. Um, he had forty-seven targets and twenty-nine receptions last year. So now extra- he- extrapolate this because, and again, like people love numbers, and I'm not a huge numbers guy. I'll use them to my advantage and what helps me. But his numbers, his pro day, like pop up, like they're like they're mm-hmm. like they're a joke. I mean, it's forty times what four point four three. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, we already talked about like the bench, which is like ridiculous. But what was it? I think his vert was like 39.5, almost 40, right? Um, it's it, just a physical wide receiver. Right? This is a and he guy. had a 10-5 broad jump. I mean, they, they everything about him at least jumps out and says, hey, I think this guy has enough raw talent. I didn't find enough to say to to really scrap and say this guy this guy can't do X, Y, or Z. I think I think it's raw and if the right team catches him uh and coaches him up, uh, you know, this is where I, this is why we play the dynasty game. You know, some this- wide receivers take multiple years to develop and I think camp is another another solid one that will develop. He's not going to start. He's not going to be a Justin Jefferson and and play on your team and 
put outlandish numbers up in his rookie season. That's that's a ceiling. It certainly is the floor. Yes, right. You're absolutely right. But he has that quicker kind of ceiling because he has that archetype. Like like I said, I look at this kid and I see receiver. Again, you extrapolate numbers, but the measurements, that's kind of the alpha receiver I'm looking for. That's a guy who, you know, you can teach a little bit of routes because, again, guys who have different abilities as any position, right? If a guy's not big, but he's fast. Okay, perfect. You know, this this guy's not, you know, maybe this guy's not super fast. I mean, he did. He ran a 4.43. So his routes aren't crisp. Well, yeah, but he can just muscle people out of the way. So, you know, there's always that trade-off. Like, if a guy's really bad in, like, three things and not really good at three things, then it might be, like, a flag. But this kid just looks like a wide receiver. Like, I look at this kid – and he just looks like a you know another big wide receiver, yeah. Um, and you know he's similar to another guy. Like, but we're gonna go to your next guy first because this is the guy that you like speaking to bigger receivers. So my next guy, uh, actually, the oh. Memphis Tiger, uh, uh, six three, two hundred pounds, uh, Demonte. Demonte, Coxy. <laughs> um, uh, I like Coxy. Coxy is, you know, I again. This goes back to last names that I enjoy. Um, might just jump out to me for whatever reason, whether it flows right off the tongue or whatever. Like that's that's what I read first, and then I go, all right, well, what did he do? And he was the type of wide receiver that could. Um, physical, um, after the catch, um, he's powerful when he, when he runs, uh, but he also has that ability to be elusive. So, uh, he's shifty. Um, and he's one of those guys that at six, three, 200 to, to talk, you know, when you talk physicality, when you talk elusiveness, uh, and I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm going to look at him and I'm going to look at him closely. You got to have like the great eye then for you to like randomly be like, I like this Coxie guy. You know, like, uh, you know, I just like this name. Like the guy should have been the all time leading receiver at Memphis, but he didn't play enough games. He came up a couple games short. Like, oh yeah, this kid, you know, put up the numbers like this. This kid absolutely can produce. Like he he doesn't have the route tree, which is a concern. So you, you look at him as like, again, he's another guy where like he's going to have to learn how to run some routes. Or they're going to have to put him in a spot and be like, here you go. That's where you're staying. You know, is, you know, he's a better fit probably in like a spread offense, you know, is like a number four guy coming in and then can learn in a couple of years. But this dynasty, again, this is a kid who looks like, yeah, absolutely. looks like he could learn, you know. So, so Tommy, yep. when you're, when you're six, three and you can't necessarily run a full route tree, but you're big enough and physical enough to go over the middle where a lot of your bigger wide receivers don't go. That poses another threat and another element on your on your on your club that's going to help you out. So I think he's if he's willing, I think he's going to certainly be able to um, make a difference. Uh, you know, potentially out of the slot and be one of those bigger slot receivers that that makes a little more noise. Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, the slot I could see that, but I think he's. I think honestly, I mean, if if he could get it, he should be an extra receiver with his kind of frame. Like the slot. With his frame, yes. But, but, he, but that, his, that whole point was the route tree. Um, 
Yeah, and I don't. I honestly, I, I mean, I, I watched him and I saw it. He can make some catches in traffic, and he's physical. I didn't see the explosiveness. Like I didn't see the real athletic skills. Like I feel like he relied a little bit more on his size than actually like properly catching the ball or properly making his way out of a, a break. Right. I mean, but you're right. Cause those mistakes that he make, he can make up for with his physical ability. So again, another guy, you can teach him how to either in the X or the slot, if you could teach him that position and he willing to learn, he's motivated. Yeah. The kids get the physical, you know, attributes and tools to, you know, that be that kind of guy. And he's definitely a guy that, you know, you know, we, we like, and he's definitely coming off the board and, you know, mid to later rounds of our draft. There's no doubt about that. Memphis lined them up primarily out wide. So that X, you know, uh, wide receiver is certainly going to be at play. But, um, you know, Memphis only had two games this year. Uh, or rather, he only played in two games this year. So um, you know, with that, there's only going to be a small sample size. So, you know, I, I think I think we could could potentially have a good ball player on our hands. It's just a matter of where he goes uh, and how he gets used. So that's my next big guy on the on the. Uh, I like him. I like I like radar, him. So. I, that's your that's your that's your next next that's your next big guy. All right, you know what? I'm going to give you another guy that I I found and he piqued my interest, and I was like, man. Um, and that's Isaiah McCoy out of Kent State. Right. This, this kid just caught my eye. I looked at him and I'm like, huh, this kid, you know, he doesn't, again, it's Kent State, right? So you're not going to find, you know, a ton of like uh, off the chart kind of numbers on him. Um, and he's a little bit, what is he, 5'10", right? Two, five, so 10, McCoy five, is, McCoy's actually, they got him listed as uh, 6'2", 200. Oh, yeah. With a 4'4". Four, yeah. Four. Uh, yeah, my bad, my bad. Yep. So All right. Uh offensively. I just saw a wide receiver, right? He's a name, honestly, I'm gonna just, you know, mention um just because keep an eye on it. I think he could be, you know, one of those guys who, you know, could make him name for himself somewhere. But again, that's you know, we're just gonna mention, you know, guys like that. I mean, I, you know what? I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you my deepest, darkest guy, right? I'm gonna give you a guy, Bobby's like, who? Right? And that's a guy I really <laughs> love. I like I like I like I like I like McCoy. I, don't get me wrong. Keep your eye on, on McCoy out of Kent State. Right? Absolutely. Right? But his value, I might take this next guy a little later. Right? And this is Kawan Baker. South Alabama. Right? Another guy. Right? Another guy who is dominant in a smaller school. Right? Big guy. Physical. I mean, 6'1", 215. He's elusive with bald in hand. He's been impressive his whole career. Yeah, he plays a small, absolutely. Uh, you know, 15 career touchdowns over 1,700 receiving yards. I mean, the kid, he, he's one of those, you look at him, you're like, man, if you played in D1, I wonder. Like, I wonder. But, again, physical tools. Like, what was I think his 40 was 4-4-4, right? I think that was his 40. 21 yeah, bench. He had, a, right? he had a 40 vert. He had a 40 vert. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say he had a hell of a vert. Right. I mean, again, six one, two ten. Like this is a guy who, you know, do I think, you know, am I saying he's all around polished? No, absolutely not. But he's got those physical tools to be able to get on the field and he's athletic enough and he knows the wide receiver, you know, position enough 
where I think his physical attributes and his speed, right? This kid can jump out the he can jump out the gym, right? He's physical. Honestly, the only thing I've really seen that you know it's knocked on him a little bit, you know, is his footwork needs a little bit. I know his three cone wasn't great. Like he needs a little bit more. But again, he's a bigger guy. Like I don't really need too much on that if you're gonna you know play outside and do some things. But he's the guy who's gonna have to obviously you know you hope the competition jump doesn't hurt him. But he's big and he's physical. And if I'm gonna take a small school guy, I'd rather take a big physical guy. Well, I'm like okay, well. You know, if they're bigger than what he's playing against, he should be all right with it. Um, he's a guy I really liked. Like, he's a guy who might not get drafted, but I'm rooting for this kid to get drafted. Um, so, you know, I think if he doesn't get drafted but ends up getting picked up as a undrafted free agent, you know, one of the things, uh, one of those reasons why he could go in or maybe even a camp body uh, that ends up hashing, hashing out a little uh, – Passion on a little roll is, you know, he at at Southern Alabama, um, he had a lot of special teams uh, snaps as well. So he was their uh, primary kick returner and did some did some damage there. Um, for for what you're seeing out of him, I understand why. Did he even hit my radar? I'd be lying to you if I said he did. No, and and that's the whole point of this episode. Like I know, you know, a lot of people be like, "Oh, I knew these guys. I knew that guy. I knew that." And I'm like, and I know we're not digging a lot deep into guys, um, but we're just pointing out names, right? And guys you can find later in archetype. Um, yeah, and he's a guy I like again. I, I try to find. I try to. I try to find a couple of smaller school guys, right? Even like D two guys who have physical, you know, raw ability. And yeah, do they all pan out? No. We've seen it in the NFL. Like guys have done mm-hmm. it in the NFL, those small school guys, right? Because they're they're just bigger forces, and you know maybe their education wasn't great, or they couldn't get in here. Like maybe there was some other reason, right? But they, I, and I see this kid in a especially in a class where there's a lot of smaller receivers, which is probably why we're talking about all the bigger ones on the back end, um, because you see the same thing. But this kid, I mean, I, I watch him. I, I watch you know some game film on him, and I'm like, man, this kid's just a receiver. Like I can see this kid as an alpha receiver in the NFL. Like if it all goes to what he did in, you know, for South Alabama Jaguars. Wow. You know, this kid could, you know, he, he could be impressive. You know, he could take that leap of, of again, pure talent. Like this kid's just a pure talented, pure wide receiver. Um, and he's some, I mean, he, and again, like I'll put him and camp in, in the same boat to me. Like they're both very similar, right? Camp's a little bit bigger. Um, you know, thickness wise, but this kid's, you know, same kind of mold, right? Those, you know, six, one, six, two guys, you know, plus two fifteen. Uh, that, you know, that's an alpha receiver. I look at that guy and I go, oh, he could be an alpha receiver in the NFL. And if you look across the NFL, a lot of those top receivers in the NFL, six, one, six, two, six, three, you know, two fifteen, two twenty five. So that's the kind of guy that I'm looking for as upside um, that could possibly pan out later on. And he's someone, you know, like I said, him and camp, um, whichever one's, they're both probably going to end up my rosters, but uh, camp's going to get drafted, and I hope Baker does too. Because uh, there's got to be some NFL guys who are like, man, this kid just—he eh, just looks like an alpha receiver. I mean, no, and I, I think you're, I think you're onto something. Uh, but so you mentioned one six six wide receiver, which means I, I did find uh, the other. 
six-six wide receiver that oh, that jumped oh, yeah. out to me. Oh yeah, that's right. That was, There's another one. That was that was my buddy Warren Jackson out of Colorado State. When I was looking at him, what I did see for tape is that he was sharp with every one of his cuts. He was the guy that every time he was coming off the ball, um, the unfortunate part is he had no snaps in 2020. So I think it's one of the reasons why a guy out of Colorado State is going to get buried. Uh, But to me, he's going into the class this year. He's going into the draft class, going into the pool, and I think he's going to be – I think not only does he uh, land on a team, but I think he's going to get drafted in the uh, fifth or sixth round of the NFL draft. Um, I just think he's going to be a sleeper type of wide receiver that once the team picks picks him up, you'll go, oh, shit, we missed that one. Um, he's got great hands. He is my He's my dark horse. Uh, but if he gets drafted, like I'm, like I'm thinking he's going to, and maybe he's not going to be a uh, as much of a dark horse as I I think he's going to be. Yeah, and you know what? And that's the whole point of 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 what we're doing and what people probably should do. And I've talked to this people for years, and people are like why like wh- why why look at receivers and kind of like mentally rank them and and kind of pick out guys you like before the draft like it doesn't matter if they don't get drafted i'm like well it's easier to know later guys and then you can kind of perspective where the value is you know in my situation do i love you know smaller receivers no so in my mind if i'm not going up in the first round to get one of the couple of bigger receivers i'm probably not taking receiver you know till I'm probably not taking a receiver till later on. I mean, you know, it's probably it's going to be Vasher camp. I'm just going to take like maybe two of those guys later on, and you know, fourth, fifth rounds, um, and 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 take a shot there at a at a cheaper value because that's the archetype I'm looking for. But if you have that mentality, like maybe you don't get the wide receiver you want, but you like to, right? And and those guys you like sometimes pan out. If they don't, I mean, if you have a, you know, don't get me wrong, I've been lucky with my evaluations and hit on later guys. I've hit a lot of third, fourth round guys. Kenny Galladay was great in the mid round. Uh, again, you know, you can hit on those guys and they can change your franchise. Right. And that's why we're just mentioning, you know, you know, these guys we like, I mean, are there other guys I like? Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Adams intrigues me, Arkansas state, shy Smith, right. Right. Uh, uh, South Carolina, like fourth all time receiver, right. Another guy, right. Could be potential, could be upside. And I laugh because we talked about names, but you don't have Mr. Elijah Wap Falor. I mean, the guy's nickname is Wap after the Whopper. Right? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I, you gotta like you gotta like this kid. Um he's a guy, honestly, like I, I watch this kid play, and I'm like, man, if this kid was 220, he would destroy people because he tries to play that way. Like, he tries to play big and physical, and he's smaller. He's got some quickness. He's got good hands. Um, again, he's a guy in our, in our right team. He's a guy who's going to make a roster because he does a lot of little things. He'll block. He'll do whatever you're, he'll do whatever you're asking. Like, I, I watched tape on him where, like, after the play, and he's out of the play, you can see him running in trying to get a block. Like, he's running in. Like, he's not even in the play, but he's running in trying to help. Like, it, does he get tossed around like a ragdoll sometimes? Yep. Absolutely. 
but I like the heart. Like the kid's got heart. He's got grittiness. Like those are the thumb. Those are the things that I look for if I'm looking at a smaller receiver, right? And that's what I see in like you know like Eskridge was kind of like that. I mean, Coxie's a little bit bigger, but honestly, like what intrigued me, what made me like him is is this toughness, is this grittiness, is this kid's like just fire to play. Like you know, he he'll those guys who want to grind it out and they'll do those things. Uh, I, honestly, like that's kind of the upside play um, that you can take where like, Oh, this guy should make a roster because coaches appreciate that hardworking kid, you know, does all the right things. We'll do what you ask him to do. willing to learn like those are needed in the NFL, especially with like the knuckleheads that are on all half these rosters. So it's nice to have some guys who say, you know, just go out there and I'll play coach. What do you want? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to teach me? And, and, you know, that's, that's what you should look for. You should have a handful of guys. And if they don't get drafted, like, it's fun. Like, that's the thing. I mean, I, I'm more, I'm more curious, like, all right, the, you know, the handful of late guys I got, the 10, 15, probably 20 that I didn't even talk about, how many get drafted? Like, how many am I right about? I mean, the guys we just talked about in the back end, they're all day three, you know, day four guys. One or two of these guys might go day two. There's a, there's, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a chance because of physical – like physical prowess, but like again, if those guys go early in the NFL draft, it's going to be a bigger receiver. Like you agree? I mean, I, I don't think a five nine guy who was a day four guy is going to jump up to round two, like the day two. But a bigger yeah. one might. A bigger one might, and that's why we mentioned a lot of these guys, especially what you know. Why I love, like I said, you know, Camp, um, you know, Basher. I don't think goes that early. Baker possibly. Um, you know, your you boy, you know, Osiris, even Jackson. Those guys are just physical guys. You have a guy like Shy Smith. Um, because he put up, you know, great numbers at a school, you know, where they produced, you know, wait, right. See, was that when Debo Samuel went, right? I think he, that's who he's behind on. I mean, this kid sat behind Debo Samuel and um, Brian Edwards, right? So he doesn't have numbers, right? Again, another guy, um, when I saw that and I saw, oh, this kid's fourth all time. Like, why didn't he fourth all time? And he was behind, he was behind Edwards and D-Bill Samuel to start his career, so he's been a little longer. Okay, a guy I'm going to keep my eye on. If he gets drafted, okay, then, you know, maybe he goes on my radar and he falls in a situation. And, again, that's the other thing. You know situation and you know who the talent is. So if you know that at this point, it helps you during your rookie draft after the NFL draft and gets you a key head. And, and you look like a smarter guy. When you're the guy who's like, dude, I know about that dude in March. Not the guy who shows up at the magazine. We got that guy. That guy still wins, though. I'm not knocking the guy the magazine. The guy still wins. It's hilarious. No, no I, I, believe me, I, there's, uh, you know, you, you. some people just like, you know, like fucking index cards. The guy already knows what he knows, but he's just looking for that visual cue, you know. So um, there's one more guy that I'd like to mention, and I'm just going to mention the name. Didn't even play Snap last year. Um, but five ten out of South Dakota State, Kade Johnson. Huh. Like I said, I'm just mentioning the name. Um, on the smaller side, but he's still built well enough with great body control. Um, catches with his hands, and I know it it gets talked to death, but for the amount of times that you see wide receivers still catch in the pads. Um, yeah, this kid looks no, like a slot. I, receiver. I, he look, this kid looks like a slot receiver for that reason. I, yeah, I, I've seen him. I know who he is, and I saw him. The same thing you saw when I saw him. I was like, man, 
this kid come across the middle because he can catch with his hands. He can do some dynamic things because, like you said, a slot receiver catch with his body, usually getting tackled. You can catch on the run with your hands, boom, boom, boom. And, like, yeah, this kid's got hands, and he can do those things. And, again, this is the draft for that. Like, And you're right. He's a he's an absolute 100% name to know because he's a guy – Again, I can take a smaller guy later on like him who obviously is a dart throw. But again, in the right situation, you know, right team, maybe use him later on. Like maybe use him for what? Like, again, there's guys that we take later on. I mean, who did I take? Colin Johnson, right? Colin Johnson I took last year. Right, six six guy, by the way, right? Was, yep. he, was he great last year? No, kind of laughed at me. I mean, I had half my leagues going, oh, of course you have Colin Johnson. Like after he produced, I think he had like two decent weeks. I get played him one week. Um, he had, you know, he had, I think it was like a, at least a three, four game span where he's getting like six, seven, eight targets a game. And why? Cause he's a big guy who can catch like, yep. and, and nobody knew who he was. And everyone's like, who, who the heck Colin Johnson? I'm like, again, a, a guy I kept my eye on and a guy I knew, you know, in, in, in March and April before the NFL draft that I kind of back pocket and I liked him and I sat him on the team. Like, okay. He sat in my taxi squad and then, you know, he actually produced for a couple of weeks and he, and I had to play him. Like, I had to pull him up and play him. Like, sweet. Bonus. A guy I basically picked up for free. Right? I think I took him in the last round. Like, uh, okay. Uh, like that, and that You may have even picked him up undrafted. I might have. I might have. So, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was even owned. And I went scrubbing for him. And I was like, of course you fucking have him. Of that, course you have him. And that is the greatest thing you want in the league. Right? And that this is this is why these things that I do, like, this time of year, like, that's why I get that every year, right? There's no doubt, like sometimes numerous times a year where I get October, November. But of course you have this guy. What are you looking for? Him? I've owned him since I've owned him since like May. Like I, I owned him since like, really? Like he just showed up in your radar. He's been on my radar for a year. And, and that feels good. Like as a guy who can say that, even it doesn't even matter your record. Like when someone calls you and they're like, oh man, I was looking for that guy. I can't believe you have him. Hey, that, that means good call. Like you were right. Awesome. Yep. You're doing. And again, hit rates on these drafts. You know, I laugh. I talk about it. I'm like, and people will talk about, oh, you know, I hit on all my picks. I'm like, you hit on that. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, the best years I've seen and the best guys I've seen do it, like a 70%, 75. I think, I, I think one year somebody hit like 80%. Like that was me, like one year. And it was random. It was like so random and volume. Like I tell people, I'm like, if you get, you know, three starters, two starters already you draft. I mean, it, it, you know, we're talking seven rounds. So I'm like, if you hit two guys, you're not going to hit five, six guys, right? You're not. So like take some of these other guys later on who nobody knows and you can, you know, sneak through or, or even after the draft, like they're available on waivers and you, and you pick them up after your rookie draft and you put them in your taxi squad and just watch them. They don't make the team. Oh, well, right. But it's nice to know them now. You could be look like a smart guy in the league. <laughs> Oh, and, and keep listening. So, uh, you know, hopefully you, you gain a little more knowledge along the way. Uh, so we're, we're, we're digging deep on purpose. You know, we'll let the other guys look up. Know who they are. You have to know what they are. And we're not we're not trying to downplay it as if the, the top aren't going to help build your rosters. We're trying to help you find ways to look even deeper to figure out, you know, where potential value could be to help you later. Yes. And this is one of the keys that, like, yeah, and you know what? This is one of the, the key things that kept me on top for so many years. And like, and I always, I always talk to people about that. Yeah, it's great winning a championship. That's awesome. It's staying there. That's hard. Like to stay there. 
and to keep winning and to keep winning. I mean, I've been lucky enough and had some epic runs where I stayed up there for years and years and years. And that was because of this, like those middle rounds, those dart throws, the people are like, Oh, I like this guy. I like that guy. Like, okay, maybe I can trade back. Like that it, it adds value because I can trade back for a lesser school guy than, you know, somebody who likes a bigger guy, like the kid from Florida, who's the bigger kid from Florida who I don't like, like, okay, you can have him in the fourth round. I'll trade down to like the seventh and I'll take Baker. Perfect. No problem. And he'll produce better. Right. And that's, that's kind of, that that's the value you can find. And honestly, I mean, rookie drafts, if you hit on a couple of guys early, that's great. That's awesome. But that's what you want to do. Like those aren't hit rates. Like you bust in the first couple of rounds, like really hurt your franchise. But what helps him boost your franchise and keeps you up there is that mid-round later guy. Like those are the guys that we're talking about. Those are the guys that you know that I take. I mean, a lot of times I try to take at least one of every position, especially later in the mid-rounds. I mean, if there's nobody like, fine. But like, why not take one wide receiver? Like I said, wide receivers, you know, different variations of what you need, and. I, you know, people zig, you zag. I didn't take wide receiver last year, and I'm fine with that because I, I didn't need them. But I was able to trade back and pick up value for this year and make, you know, pick up value in a spot where you can take someone later and you can hit them. And like I said, we all want to be that guy to be like, oh, dude, he's such an ass. You had this guy. How'd you know about this, dude? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I listen to these so, two. Uh, I, listen to, I listen to these two knuckleheads tell me about these random wide receivers they liked, and one of them stuck in my head. I was like, oh, good. I'm like, there you go. Yeah, you must have went to camp, right? That's what I'm, I'm going to hype up. Jalen Camp, we're going camping. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, so, so before we go, uh, Tom, I wanted to uh, just ask you one more question about the Florida wide receivers. Was it Tooney or Grimes that uh, that you didn't want to talk about? Well, I don't want to talk about both of them, but Tooney, Tooney's the guy who's who's definitely going to be a roster. I mean, he might be a first round. He's definitely probably a second round pick. I mean, this this kid's explosive. That's fine. He's just not my type of receiver. That that's fine. He he he's definitely game changer. The other kid is a guy who, if you look at him, he looks like a me guy, right? Six like what is he? Six three, six four, right? six four. I had six four, right? Flashes potential. You know, I was so psyched. I was like. I was trying to make myself like him. I was really trying to. And everything I saw was like, wow, you know, he does this great thing one play and then this thing that was ridiculous the next play. And that's fine as a college kid, but he's been that same way for four straight years. It was kind of concerning when I looked at it and I was like, I saw no real growth. He was exactly the same guy he was when he first came out and flashed like high ability and big plays. And you thought, oh, he'll learn and he won't make those dumb mistakes. Like, he hasn't. He's basically been the same receiver. Uh, he's very, you know, he's better at a team behind pitch. But yeah, again, like that's a guy like archetype I looked at because of his size, you know, bigger school. And I wanted to like him. And I'm like, you know, but that's an easy look. Like you can look at numbers and be like, well, oh, what did he do his career? And you see like the same, the same, the same. It, it should set off a red flag. I mean, unless he's throwing up 75 catches every year. And that's a different animal, but we're not talking to that kind of guy. So all, all I know is that that your buddy Trask was throwing him the ball. So Trask looked you know, good. Yeah, he did. He looked good. He did. Good. So it's one of those things where you get you get a for any top wide uh top quarterback coming out that year, I at least look at the wide receivers once to see if those guys that 
you know, who was helping who? Was it the quarterback dropping dimes or was it, you know, a little bit of, little bit of both or, you know, uh, your wide outside of Alabama, which is fucking dirty, but so was the quarterback. So, yeah, you're right. And that, you know what? That's another way. Like people always ask me like, well, how do you look at receivers? Like, what are you, what are you looking at? Like, do you pull up like, you know, what site do you use for rankings? You know, will you pull up like this list off that? And honestly, I like to pull up a whole entire draft eligible list. I want to know everyone who's eligible in the NFL draft. Right. And then how do we pick and choose? Like Bobby said, like sometimes I'll find funny names or I'll find a list with like with archetypes. So I'll, I'll find a list that has all the size, you know, the heights and weights. So of every receiver in the draft. So then I can just extrapolate and I can go through all the big ones and smaller ones. But whatever your process is to, you know, dig in some of these deeper guys. Yeah, you could use, you know, schools or, hey, I'm going to take the quarter. I'm going to take the wide receiver of every quarterback who's eligible in the draft. Yeah. You know, and that's all we're saying. Like, yeah, look at a couple of these guys like like one. And and that's the thing I, I always tell people every year in every draft I've ever done. Right. I've always taken at least, you know, two guys every single draft that I like. Am I wrong? Sure. Am I right? Yep. And I don't, that doesn't matter to me because I'm taking my guy. Like I want, and I tell you this, I'm like, do you like him? Is it overvalue? Is it, if you like your guy, go get him because you're the one who owns him. Especially in dynasty, you're the one looking at him. Like it's, so I'd rather have a guy I like than a guy I don't like personally. Um, so, and especially if you can get him at a later value and you can, you know, hit on that, it's even better because then you like the guy. I'm like, you know, then you're never going to trade him because he holds on too much value. But, we're going to wrap this up by saying, Bobby, what's next episode? I know this is going to be your favorite coming up, right? All right. It is. is uh, I, man, you know, they, we like we said beforehand, these wide receivers, we could just fucking keep going because the list is long. And one of the things that I'm looking forward to uh, is seeing where everybody lands just to help me kind of map up the, the lay of the land. But, Tom, before we go, I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't remember everything and I don't plan on it. Uh, but there's a kid out of Illinois, Josh Emortar Bia Bia. Yes. Uh, bro, I I can't pronounce his name. He played seven games last year. Yep. Uh, played out wide, 22 targets, uh, 22 receptions off 43 targets, but he caught three three touchdowns. I'm not saying that's much of anything to look at. But those are the. That's a weird name that I'm gonna look at a little bit closer, just because. There's there's, there's like ten or fifteen more of those too. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, go look at them all. Oh, look at them all. Like be a maniac like me, and, and I ran through them all. Did I quick browse over some? Yeah. Was there? Is there twenty more I like? Oh, absolutely. But I'm not gonna talk about them. Like you know, and that's the thing we're gonna do a lot. We're gonna you know we're gonna talk about the top tier guys that we kind of like in whatever kind of order. But you you know what? I love the deeper guy. Like Dynasty is about that guy because you can get a guy later and sit on for a couple of years. And you can be right. Like, honestly, I tell people that all the time in Dynasty. Like, guy lost in the championship this year. I called him. I was like, dude, you were right on Acres. Like, I was wrong about Acres. Absolutely. Fine. No problem. And I was like, you were right. He goes, but I lost. They go, you're not listening to me. He goes, I go, how many other guys, you know, you know, took rugs and Rager or like in front of them? Like, I'm like, you, you, you were right. And guys told you you were wrong. And that's fine, you know. And I'm like, I laugh because I said that to people whenever you know a couple guys were wrong about Herbert. And I'm like, it's a nice feeling. It's the second best feeling to winning. 
when you can hit on a guy, right? If you can't yep. win, but you can be the guy in the league and be like, damn, he hit on another one, like later. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's and that's all we're saying. Like, and that's 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 the fun of it. Whatever way you look into guys and find a guy you like, find find a later guy in every one of these. Running back, so, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Find a late round guy that you like and take him. Like drop him, get roster spots, right? That leads us to our next positions that we're going to. I was going to say, so for every skill player that we just talked about, where I do some of my favorite work and some of my best damage is actually in the IDP realm. And I am looking forward to going into IDPs because we haven't talked IDPs really at all yet. Um, So whether we're talking linebackers, safeties, uh, DNs, D tackles, um, you know, we're getting closer to uh, to the end of, um, to the end of what do you call it? Um, the, the random draft draft review, but <laughs> random draft names that we're gonna drop you. It's just random drop uh, draft names, you know. Which is and IDP is gonna be the same way. I mean, we're gonna talk about specific positions a lot, like DN and D tackle, where a lot of leagues just play D line. Like we play in leagues that are very, you know, it's a specific. You have to play two DNs. You have to play two D tackles, four linebackers, two corners, two safeties. Same thing. Like a lot of leagues play secondary. That's fine. We play corners and safeties, which mm-hmm. is great. Which is great for everybody because even if you play in a, a DB only league or a D line league, great. Why not know about everyone anyways? Like I do the same thing, and that's why I said like, I, you know, the leagues that I play in now, you know, are are, are this kind of format. But I've played in you know multiple different formats: fourteen team league, sixteen, you know, twelve. I, I've played in a lot of different variations of D line leagues, and you can use. A league specific, you know, kind of like rankings or or, or podcast is going to be, you know, very hard to find. But you can extrapolate. Like that's why I said, like you know, you, super flex the same thing, two quarterbacks. But IDP is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. This, this is where we dive in. This is where you find those guys, those unknown linebackers. Bobby loves. I know oh, this, this is going to be a tough is, class. Tough class. This is going to be a fun class. This is going to be a fun class. I'm looking forward to. Uh, First off, jumping into into the linebackers, and then as we, well, we'll keep you posted as to which way we're going after on on the IDP uh, rollout. But uh, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, the defensive yeah. side of the ball. No, no, it's definitely it's definitely going to be fun. You know, I'm gonna, uh, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna camp myself out. Camp. I'm gonna camp my. I'm gonna Jalen camp myself out and dive into all these IDP guys. And there's a bunch I already like. There's a bunch. This class is a little deep. We're going to dig in. This is going to be fun because we're going to dig. And again, this is the fun part because IDP in a rookie draft, you know, that's, that's later mid rounds, you know, that's, that's linebackers and, you know, you know, second, third, fourth, but scattered throughout. So it's going to be, you know, fun names to keep mention on. Um, and if Bobby doesn't cut me off and give me the go sign. I can just at least start rattling off IDP guys here. I mean, well, that's what we're not going to do. Okay, that's going to be the next episode. No, no, no. Uh, we're not. No. We're Pars- not we- Parsons. No one knows Parsons. <laughs> Take Parsons. If no one knows Parsons, uh, then we got some schooling to go through. But I'm looking forward to Parsons. I'm looking forward to the next go around. But until next time, Tommy. Camp out. <laughs>